Afternoon, Patriots. It's Scott here from Woke Societies here to drop another episode of amazing content. Did you all just hear that song that I just played? That song, ladies and gentlemen, is from an artist called Severe Anon, and it is some of the nastiest music, nastiest red pill music I, I've heard, like ever. I've heard of Apathy, I've heard a bunch of people, but this guy caught my attention. I saw him on Twitter, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, ladies and gentlemen, because on next Tuesday's episode, Severe Anon is going to be on Woke Societies for a live stream. And it's really cool because I've been wanting to do a dig into the deep state influence on music in general. And this gentleman here, from listening to his music and talking to him um, through DMs and messaging, he was a rapper that was going that was going to be signed. But he saw what was going on in the music industry and saw how evil and corrupt the way things operated that he actually backed out and they want him to change his music. They want him to change everything. And now he makes red pill music on his YouTube channel and other social media platforms. So what I'm going to do here real quick, I want to give him a proper shout out. The Again, his name is The Real Severe on YouTube. And that video that I just took there, I, I, I screen recorded it. And of course, I, I worked this all out with him before I um, got his music on my videos. We worked something out on the back end. There's no money involved, just free exposure. And I wanted to get him on the show in return. And this is what we have here. Severe Anon Rainfall. This was made by Laura QAnon. So um, he can correct me on this uh, next week, which is fine. But I believe Laura QAnon made the video and used... And played it over Severe Anon's lyrics, which were absolutely incredible. And I've used his music on my TikTok, uh, one TikTok video so far, this one in particular. And it's gotten almost 20,000 views on the video so far. It's a red pill. A red, it's, what did I name it? Uh, Epstein's Black Book. Names of next Epstein's Black Book. And I started listing all the major names with this music in the background playing. And guys, it's gotten a humongous reaction he's only got like six thousand seven thousand subscribers the man should have way more than that obviously he's being censored so everyone please give him a follow and go check him out again the real severe he is going to be on my show on tuesday live streaming and we're going to get a insight from an insider that was actually in the atmosphere in the industry and it's going to be fantastic so 
We're going to start that out there. Let's get rid of the shameless plugs here. We got the Woke Society's YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe, comment, tell your friends and family about this channel. Get the word out there. We are the news now. Go to my Patreon where you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. $12 a year. You guys can do more than that. It's completely up to you. You guys can go to my BitChute. If you hate YouTube so much, and if that's not enough, you can guys go to WokeSocieties.com at my podcasting links. You can download my content on the go, and if you hit the store link up here, it'll bring you to my beautiful store that has all the cute and woke swag that you want, and of course, my favorite, which is the, the Woke Society's mug. Check it out, guys. It's all there, and of course, you could always go to my PayPal to give a one-time gift to the show. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about um, obviously some stuff about coronavirus, um, but today the main the main meat and potatoes of the episode is going to be about infiltrators, about LARPers, about people that are trying to cause fractures, cause division in our movement, and I'm taking this super personal because I was actually going to be doing something totally different today. I was going to be doing a dig into the Wuhan lab, but with the new Q drops that came out yesterday... And the amount of messages and people that follow me and people calling me out and in regards to a gentleman called Austin Steinbart, which you guys have all heard, we now call him Austin Steinbart because that's exactly what he is. Um, I have some other words I would like to use for him, but I'm I'm not going to put it on on this show. He doesn't deserve it. But we're going to be talking about him in particular and just infiltrators in general in regards to the latest Q drop. So let's get into it. But first, let's get into the coronavirus stories and give you guys updates of the current events in the world. So we have the Universal CEO, Jeff Schell. He tests positive for coronavirus, and I saw Joe M. make a tweet called calling the coronavirus the elite virus, and I believe that is a proper, the more proper name for this. So real quickly, it says, in a memo to staff, Schell said he was diagnosed with the virus after feeling under the weather. He told employees that he will self-quarantine and work from home indefinitely when, while he recovers. I recently have been feeling under the weather and just learned that I have tested positive for COVID-19. Shell wrote, although the virus has been tough to cope with, I have managed to worry remotely in LA and improving every day. It's just weird because we seem to be every day we're getting an update from a celebrity, a high-ranking official, someone that we would consider upper class getting this virus. And not only was it him, we had gotten news today that the coronavirus also has impacted Prime Minister Boris Johnson because he tested positive. And this was what? Uh, BBC.com. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has tested positive for coronavirus. Mr. Johnson said he had developed mild symptoms over the past 24 hours, including a temperature and cough. He is self-isolating in Downing Street, but said he will continue to lead the government's response via video conference as we fight this virus. Following Mr. Johnson's announcement, Health Secretary Matt Hancock also said he had tested positive for the virus. Mr. Hancock said his symptoms were also mild and he was working from home and self-isolating. Mr. Johnson was last seen on Thursday night clapping outside number 10 as part of a nationwide gesture to thank NHS staff and, and carers. He is thought to be first world leader to announce they have the virus. So it's just weird because even I started to create this bias that only the evil Hollywood people and the high-ranking elite in Iran, like people that we don't like, they're all contracting this virus, but even, I don't think that's necessarily true. We just got to get rid of that bias, but we have Prime Minister Boris here that got it. He was part of the uh, Brexit, um, someone that Trump considers a friend, so 
if he considers him a friend, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with him. But this virus does not discriminate, as we can see. And he now also has it. So just keep on the lookout. We're probably going to get more of these today, tomorrow, and the rest of the coming weeks with more people that are held in super high regard to have the virus. And this, I'm going to, we've all seen the Hollywood breakdown, all the Hollywood breakdown videos. I just wanted to show this one because it seems like Madonna has one every single day. Let's uh, go bring this back here and I'm going to show you guys what we're talking about. And, exp and I'll explain it to you guys in the podcast out there as well. The minute you walked in the joint, I could tell you were a man of distinction, a real big spender, good looking, so refined. Wouldn't you like to know what's going on in my mind? So let me get right to the point. <laughs> so we have Madonna here just putting on a legging here in a room with a bunch of her friends. It's essentially what's happening right now. I don't pop my cork for every guy I see. Hey, big spender. Spend a little time with me. Do you want to have fun, fun, fun? How's about a few laughs? Last, last, do you want it? So she just walked over to her uh, dresser or something and she pulls out an eye patch. This is where it gets weird, of course. Have good times. I can show you some good times. And she puts the eye patch over her, would be what, left eye. Of course, it's the left eye. Let me get right to the point. Yeah, Bob Fossey. Having a Bob Fosse moment. Just really weird stuff. Talking about Bob Fosse with she's saying she's making her own musical, but again, sending these subtle, subtle images, and just of course it's the left eye, right? We've seen all these people with the black eye and the left eye, right? But it's just really, really weird. And the person that uh, showed me this tagged me says Maga Man X covers her left eye with an X eye patch. Does this mean a member of the Illuminati occult has gone down? Did you see another significant signs or symbols in the video? Typewriter is nowhere. Yeah, and the typewriter is not anywhere. The same Corona typewriter that Tom Hanks was uh, messing around with. So, again, there's no solid proof for this. And I just want to make sure people understand that. But we know that these people talk in code. So it's impossible to say for sure this is fact, this is what's going on. But again, we've been seeing this for weeks now with these Hollywood breakdowns. So, very strange. And not only that, we see Kathy Griffin here. I don't know if you guys saw this. Kathy Griffin was tweeting about Trump. She retweeted a, a tweet here that Trump said, just reported, this is Trump tweeting, just reported that the United States has done far more testing than any other nation by far. In fact, over an eight-day span, the United States now does more testing than what South Korea, which has been very successful, a very successful tester, does over an eight-week span. Great job. And this is Kathy Griffin's response here because it looks like she she uh, put herself into a hospital with the COVID-19 hashtag. She says he's lying. I was sent to the COVID-19 isolation ward room in a major hospital ER from a separate urgent care facility after showing unbearably painful symptoms. The hospital couldn't test me for coronavirus because of CDC Pence task force restrictions. And here are the images here, right? And there's her disgusting face below here on the one image. Absolutely disgusting. But this person here, Alicia, tweeted here about the oxygen, the O2. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what she read. 
So this thing right here, it's where your O2 tubing is supposed to be hooked up to that mask you have on your face. So either you are lying or you have a fancy new O2 bong. So for people out in the podcast here, the image here, there's an, this O2, uh, what she call it? O2 tubing. There's supposed to be a tube connected to go to your nose, obviously, right? And you can see here, there's a picture of, of Kathy here with their disgusting half picture of her face only showing half of the mask and nothing else. You can't see her mouth. You can only see her eyes and a little part, a little bit of her nose. So right here, we have this uh, lady here from uh, Alicia calling her out saying this O2 tubing is supposed to be hooked up to a mask you have on your face. So either you are lying or you have a fancy new O2 bong. So she's probably lying. But this is again, this is what Hollywood's doing. Hollywood media, it's a full on assault on Trump and their narrative, of course, and completely lying about everything. So Speaking of media narratives, let's transition from these little Hollywood videos that we have to actual networks cutting away from Trump's briefings. And this is from the Epic Times. Networks cut away from Trump's CCP virus briefings despite massive ratings. Cable and network broadcasters have begun to cut away from President Donald Trump's daily briefings on the CCP virus epidemic despite their apparent popularity with Americans. ABC, CBS, and NBC all covered, all covered Trump at the beginning of the March 23rd briefing which began about 6.10 p.m. Washington time. After 20 minutes, they switched the network evening newscast never to return to Trump. The president spoke until shortly after 8 p.m. Trump has been informing the public about the government steps to counter the CCP virus, also known as the novel coronavirus, which broke out in the central Chinese city of Wuhan around November 2019. It was allowed to spread around the world due to a cover-up and mismanagement by the Chinese Communist Party. And just to give you background, ladies and gentlemen, about the Epic Times, they have been the one single paper or news outlet that I can find that has literally been on a full-out assault on China and everything that's been going on there, and they are an excellent resource of information. So as you continue here on the article, they continue saying, the cable news networks have given Trump blanket coverage for his briefings, but CNN Cut away on March 23rd at around 7.20 p.m. MSNB, MSNBC followed within five minutes. Of course, they all rank and file, and they just copy each other because that's what the Mockingbird media is. If the White House wants to ask for time on the network, they should make an official request. <laughs> Unbelievable. Otherwise, we will make our own editorial decision, CNN commented on his decision. We all know what's going on. We're not. Most people are awake to the media these days anyways but msnbc3 spokesperson said that we cut away because the information no longer appeared to be valuable to the important ongoing discussion around public health the network's top host rachel maddow had said on the evening of march 20th that television networks should no longer cover the trump briefings live she cited examples of what she called false or misleading statements the president had made in past briefings all of us should stop broadcasting it honestly she said it's going to cost lives but you got ladies and gentlemen you want to know what's really going on with all this and something that news outlets are not talking about are that these briefings are actually helping trump's approval rating and it's really the only way we have of getting information from trump at this point besides his tweets and everything else he does but we don't have his rallies anymore people that were just you know these things were like rock concert events but look at this. Trump's briefings had had droves of Americans tuning in nearly tripling ratings for that time slot. Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC attracted 8.28 million viewers for Trump's March, 20, March 20th briefing, which with nearly half of them watching Fox. The audience for these networks a year earlier was only at 2.82 million, according to ratings against 
agency Nielsen. The March 23rd briefing had 12.2 million viewers, with Fox capturing more than half, the New York Post reported. Meanwhile, Trump's approval ratings have continued to climb. A Gallup poll had him at 49% on March 22nd, the best of his presidency so far by the pollster, which also reported that 60% of Americans approved of his handling of the virus. CNN and MSNBC do not want to get that information out now, do they? On the virus response, nearly all Republicans, 93% approve of Trump, and almost a third of Democrats, 29% did too. Democrats' approval on this measure well exceeds their overall 13% rating for Trump in the same poll. The pandemic pushed out much of the focus previously in the 2020 presidential elections, including the Democratic primary, now reduced to two contenders, which we know are Biden, uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. The virus has forced both of the candidates to cease much of their campaign activities. Sanders held a live online town hall in the outbreak on March 24th. By the afternoon, March 26th, the video had attracted less than 80,000 views on Sanders' official YouTube channel and nearly 800,000 on Facebook. So this is what I was kind of talking about before in the last episode. Really, what is this virus about? This virus is about affecting the world economy, our economy in general, Trump's re-election campaign, and also to stop the damage that Joe Biden was doing to himself with his public awareness campaigns that he was doing, and also at the same time ruining, completely just ruining whatever chances that Sanders had left of winning the election, have completely, this whole, this virus has completely shattered that. But no one's talking about how Trump's approval ratings and just ratings in general are going up every single time when he has these press, uh, these press briefs. Uh, Press briefings. He's literally doing them daily, daily informing, communicating with the country. That is what a leader does. That is what good management does. They communicate exactly what is being done day by day, full transparency. This is what's going on. There is nothing else. And this is what the media is trying to hide. And the fact that they're trying to hide the president's briefings and cutting it short for their garbage that they're pulling on their networks is absolutely ridiculous. People, the American people want to watch him. But again, the Democrats, the liberal media, they don't give a shit about any of that. So let's get more real here. This is from Breitbart. World Health Organization faces calls for leader. This is leader of who to resign over coronavirus failure. Criticism of the WHO for allowing the Chinese Communist Party to influence its behavior during the Wuhan virus epidemic is intensifying, coupled with calls for Director General Tedros Adranom, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name, guys, to resign. A petition calling for Tedros, I like that way better, resignation in Taiwan's full membership in WHO reached 500,000 signatures on Thursday as reported by Taiwan News. Now look at this. On January 31st, a Nielsen named Osoko Yip started a petition titled Call for the Resignation of Tedros, the Director General of WHO, on Change.org citing his refusal on January 23rd to designate the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 a global health emergency. Everybody wants to blame Trump, though, that he wasn't prepared. The author said this was partially to blame for the number of infected cases increasing more than tenfold from 800 to more than 10,000 over the next five days. We strongly think Tedros is not fit for his role as WHO Director General. We call for the immediate resignation of Tedros, the petition reads. It goes on to lament that despite the WHO's supposed commitment to neutrality, 
Tedros has taken the number of infected provided by China at face value. The vast majority of coronavirus infections have occurred in the communist country, which at the time of writing has counted 81,226 infections, a number widely believed to be grossly underreported, with 3,281 confirmed deaths. And this makes perfect sense because I reported on the Epic Times article talking about how China had seen a decrease in cell phone accounts drop by like, it was thousands thousands of phone accounts because i guess in china i didn't know this before any adult has to have a phone has to have a smartphone it's a way for them to track all their citizens super big brother shit going on over there but they notice a humongous decrease in these phone accounts which they didn't say for sure but it's a good assumption that a lot of these people that had these phones because everyone's on their phones around the world that these people are now dead and these were not reported which plays into this Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs on Tuesday, March 24th, confirmed that it had warned the WHO about human-to-human transmission of COVID-19 on December 31st. However, the WHO did not publish the requested information on its internal website and on January 8th praised China's identification of the virus and did not recommend any specific travel measures for travelers. And the petition can be viewed and signed at change.org, which reported 550,000 signatures, blah, 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 blah. And let's just scroll down. We're not going to read all this. Perhaps most worrying have been those statements that have urged international governments not to cancel flights to and from China or place any restrictions on the movement of people and goods. But Trump did do this, which probably saved thousands of lives. It is patently obvious that these statements come straight from Beijing's propaganda department and are focused on propping up China's alien economy rather than on real consideration for the health of people around the world. Far from being a responsible international body helping to contain the Wuhan virus pandemic, the WHO has become part of the problem. And now represents the interests of the communist regime, not those of the international community and its advice and guidance has lost all credibility. And this is why I've been arguing with my liberal friends on, on social media and in person when they are throwing out numbers and saying we need to follow science, we need to follow the CDC, we need to follow who they are gods, they know what they're talking about, do not trust Trump. When you have the head, the head of who who seems to be very comfortable and very cozy with China. I'm sorry, anyone that has any kind of association like that with China, I don't trust you. And why should we? Why should we trust China? You think China gives a shit about the United States and our country? Absolutely not. This all started with them in the first place. And now it's affected us, it's affected me personally, it's affected everybody. And now we're dealing with it. Pisses me off. So not only that, not only that, this is from True Pundit. This is where I, I hate, I, I, trust me, I believe in, I just want to get this out there. I believe in science. I trust science. But I don't think we need to make science God. That's all I want to say about that. Epidemiologist behind highly cited coronavirus model admits he was wrong, drastically revises model. So we have Neil Ferguson here who created the highly cited Imperial College London coronavirus model, which has been cited by organizations like the New York Times and has been instrumental in government policy decision making, offered a massive revision to his model on Wednesday. Ferguson's model projected 2.2 million dead people in the United States. And this is the crap I was hearing from my liberal friends. We're all going to die. Millions of people are going to die. And 500,000 in the UK from COVID-19 if no action were taken to slow the virus and blunt its curve. However, after just one day of order lockdowns in the UK, Ferguson has changed its tune, revealing that far more people likely have the virus than his team figured. 
Now the epidemiologist predicts hospitals will be just fine taking on COVID-19 patients and estimates 20,000 or far fewer people will die from the virus itself or from its agitation of other ailments as reported by New Scientist Wednesday. So Ferguson, here's the number, thus dropped his prediction from what? 500,000 to a mere 20,000. And let's not diminish loss of life it's still sad there's still people losing their families but when you look at the numbers just the numbers that is a huge difference and you think the panic would have been lessened just a little bit more because these models that were being thrown out there which again right here we have the new york times and you know the rest of them all follow suit they're all following this outrageous model which in fact gives the fear porn agenda and here we are this is where we're at now but now he's completely changed it from 500,000 to 20,000. So I'd love to hear from people that have any problem with this, that were going to the fear porn. What would they have to say in regards to this? Very interesting. And if you live out in Michigan, I am sorry to hear this. If you are affected by the COVID-19, this is from the Gateway Pundit. The Michigan, Dem this is how you kill your career politically. Michigan Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer is the latest Democrat to ban doctors from prescribing the life-saving drugs hydroxychloroquine and z to save senior citizens in the state. And right now, this has been tested 100% positive in treating the coronavirus. So this is, this is from the Detroit News reporting on this governor. If you live in Michigan and you are loved and you, and you or a loved one is infected with the potentially lethal disease, you're out of luck. Governor Gretchen Whitmer's Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs literally threatened all doctors and pharmacists in the state who prescribe or dispense this treatment to treat COVID-19. The agency's March 24th letter warns physicians and pharmacists of professional consequence. So now you're threatening doctors their livelihood for trying to give the cure to people that have this disease. Beyond the rational recommendation against hoarding as production of this medication needs to be ramped up, the letter deviates into open threats of administration action against the licenses of doctors that prescribe hydroxychloroquine. The letter also instructs pharmacists to ignore physician orders for this medication. Isn't this sick? This is sick. Due to the debate over a pharmacist's right to refuse to fill medications that go against their religious beliefs, this could place pharmacists in the unprecedented position of being told that they must fill prescriptions that violate their conscious religious belief but must not fill prescriptions to treat COVID-19. So even worse, the letter indicates healthcare providers are required to report their fellow physicians who are prescribing these medications. The draconian measure carries ominous Gestapo-like overtones of neighbor reporting neighbor to authorities. Ladies and gentlemen, this is absolutely disgusting. And again, I don't... The Democratic Party is probably still going to be around, but this has got to be the most damage they probably have ever taken since Trump has gotten into the, into the administration. And... It's disgusting. This, again, was something that Trump's trying to get out there as far as testing and as far as a vaccine for this virus. And I'm going to say it, this bitch right here is completely blocking her citizens from getting to this. And not only that, threatening doctors, threatening the people that are helping these sick people get back to a regular life. You're threatening them now. Man, if I lived in Michigan... And, you know, my job is saving lives and help, helping your fellow human being. And this is what you have to deal with. I'd be out of that state in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat once this whole thing was over. Absolutely disgusting. 
All right, and just to throw in just a quick nugget here about Soros and Gates, and then we're going to get into the Q stuff with, with uh, Steinlarp. What are the chances Soros and Gates are both investors in the parrot company owning the cruise ships? Everyone everyone heard about you know the uh, cruise line stocks going down, airplane stock going down, all these businesses you know and corporations losing money, but I just thought it was interesting. Soros and Gates are both investors in the parrot company owning that cruise ship. And I'm going to find it here. Companies owned by the George Soros in the U.S. abroad. And let's see. Let's see if I had it before. Was it this one? Nope, wasn't this one. Aha, there it is. Carnival Core. There's Soros. And this is really small. You're, you People might not be able to see this, but it's on the screen. Bill and Melinda Gates. This is a screenshot of their trust in their investments from corporate stock. And you can see it here. It's very small, but it's highlighted in orange. Uh, Carnival PLC. So very interesting that we knew that Gates was testing uh, viruses to see the outcome of how many deaths it would be. And the cruise ships were all hit very hard. And people left stranded out in the sea because they didn't want to bring people back that were infected. But again, just these little tiny things that we're seeing that always come back. And it's like, wow, wow. What are the chances that they own the cruise ship or they have stock in the cruise ships too? Are these just for their little test experiments to again see what this virus could have done? I'm not sure. All right. Let's get into the Q drops here. So we have 3901. This was a redrop. Patriot versus Trader. And this is important because we're going to go directly into this infiltration that we're seeing into our movement. And I take this very personal. So definition of a patriot, a person who loves, supports, and defends his or her own country and is its interest with devotion, a person who regards himself or herself as a defender, especially of individual rights, against presumed interference by the federal government. What does a traitor mean? A person who betrays another, a cause or any trust, a person who commits treason by betraying his or her own country. So this dropped, right? I'm like, okay, that's very interesting. And then this is the one that caught everyone's attention. 3902. Reminder, Q only communicates via the 8Kun platform. And the important thing here for the, everyone out here on the podcast, this is a screenshot of, of an old post 513. It says, important, no private comms, past, present, future, no comms made outside of this platform. Any claims that contradict the above should be considered fake news and disregarded immediately. Where we go, one, we go all patriots. And to top that drop off, 3903 came out a little bit, was it here? This is about a little bit, 10 minutes after 3902, we have 3903, excuse me, 3903 here, very simple to drop. In the kill boxes, Q says infiltration instead of invasion. Q. Now, I'm bringing this up because. The past couple days, and especially yesterday and last night, I have been receiving so many messages and DMs, emails from people ripping me for calling out Austin Steinbart, which we all like to call him now Austin Steinlarp. I've been getting messages from him, uh, from his followers, people that follow him, telling me, trying to convince me that he's Q. He takes orders from Q+. Like None of it makes sense. And, I, and I'm going to be honest with all of you. Because I've called him out um, many times. He reached out to me a couple of months ago in a DM 
before his YouTube channel took off. He had less than a thousand subscribers. He seemed very genuine in the way he worded his words. He sent me his first video talking about QAnon and what QAnon was, and it was actually very good. There was nothing that I could sense that was trying to be LARPy or disingenuous or trying to lead people astray. And I watched it. I subscribed to his channel. I thought he was just another patriot trying to start a channel. And great. I support anyone that does that. I subscribed to his channel. I didn't watch one video of his after that. You know, I just, you know, I'm, everyone's doing their own thing. And then all of a sudden, I was getting messages from people saying that, did you see that Austin Stein, uh, Steinbart is trying to say that he's Q? And it hit me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? So I go to the video, and there he is, stating he works for uh, DOD. He's got these clearances and all this other stuff, right? And immediately, right away, I knew this is a LARP. He's a fraud. And... I'm getting annoyed because oh, there's a lot of people that have followed me since the beginning of my channel who, who are calling me out for saying I'm egotistical, and it's not just me. It's all the other big creators out there. They're all are getting this rap saying we're not. You're not telling people not to think for themselves and all this other garbage. This is exactly what an infiltration does. This is exactly what they want. They want our movement fractured. Think about. How many people that we've probably turned to Q or even just red-pilled even just a little bit since everyone started self-quarantining? There's no sports. People just have TV. Most of the people are staying inside. There's not a lot to keep people busy right now. Myself and all the other ones that I know, we have been going balls to the wall, getting content out there, not just on YouTube. I've been on TikTok, been on all the social media platforms, doing everything we can trying to capitalize on this movement. On this time that we have, where there's less distractions and for us to get our message out there. And we have this disgusting human being here trying to jack it all up. So right now I'm telling anybody that follows him or you're pissed off and I'm calling him out, unfollow me right now. Because we have no time for people like Steinbart and LARPers in general. I'm going to explain. If you don't believe me, don't worry. I have threads to explain all of this. So we have John Myers here. He called out Austin Steinbart. And this is fantastic. This thread is to address the Austin Steinbart issue. He is not Q, and I'm going to show you why. His temperament is completely counter and contrary to Q's. Q doesn't bash the people for asking for Q proofs. Never has and never will. This Austin guy seems to bash anyone who questions him. Next, he claims his videos and pictures are proofs. I reviewed the pictures, one of which is very badly photoshopped, and the videos he claims proves he is Q. There is no evidence in and any suggesting he is Q. If he was actually on Luke Air Force, Air Force Base in a server room, those racks would have had the security classification labels on them. And this is just, I don't have the pictures, but these are pictures that I've seen myself that he's thrown out there showing that he's supposedly giving proof to his followers proving he's Q. All right, where we go? Okay, it is a requirement. Also, the secure room sign is just a standard sign. If those were classified switches, there would be a DOD closed area sign attached to the door. He showed none of that evidence. His videos just regurgitate information that is already out there. None of that proves he is Q. Anyone can make the same videos. The DOD or DIA in this case do not for force minors to work for the government. It's against the federal law. He was born January 14, 91 and turned 17 in 2008. 
Not very likely the DIA forced him to do anything in this day and age. I know all this because between my military service, federal service, and DOD contractor service, my combined years is about 40 years. So I'm probably going to believe the guy that's writing this this uh, this this thread here. He is just a 29-year-old guy who, who may or may not be a co-founder of an IT company, which we all saw this. Um, we saw we, he could have been possibly linked to CrowdStrike. And this is a link here to his, his LinkedIn profile. And he's got his wife, Sarah. He claims he has been out in the field. If that just means traveling around smooching with people, then yes. He claims he claims because General Flynn followed him, then he must be Q. Does that mean everyone else General Flynn follows is Q also? Flynn followed him, which he does to Patriots, and then this was used to give him street cred. I know a bunch of people that General Flynn follows. You guys all saw Santa Surfing on my, uh, on my live stream. They're saying personal gifts back and forth. You don't see Santa claiming herself as Q. I've seen others people that are followed by General Flynn. They don't claim their Q either. That's all BS. But then a few days ago, Flynn unfollowed him. Wow. Now I thought I'd give him a chance to prove himself. Since I have access to DOD resources, I asked him if he could send me his DIA.mil unclassified email address so I could email him. He had been bashing everyone all morning and responding to people I thought, let me reach out to him and see how it goes. His response was no response, silence, so I did my own digging. Logging into the DOD Global Directory Service with my CAC card, I searched the DIA for his name. This is what I got. I'll pull it up. No match found. You can see it right here. Then I searched all DOD, and this is what I got. No match found. You see, every DOD military, civilian, and most contractors get a DOD CAC card with an unclassified .mil email address. All of them. It is a requirement because you have to use it to access most sites and digitally sign and encrypt emails if required. So I would take that, and I've already had these inclinations before that he's a LARP. I didn't need this to prove it to myself. This is for the viewers out there. I know my audience is very smart, and it's probably not most of my audience. Probably about 5% of my audience has been calling me out on this garbage. I love you guys more than anything. I'm trying to protect you guys. This isn't ego. This isn't because Austin's channel blew up. This has literally nothing to do with that. I could care less if his channel blew up. But the weird thing is, not only that, I knew he was a LARP because every video that he put out got recommended by either Twitter or YouTube on my phone. Which absolutely was was didn't make any sense to me because all the other creators that I follow, I don't get I rarely get notifications for any of them. The real good ones, the real ones. And it, and it does it to me too. I get notifications from people, or not notifications, people tell me, hey, when you go live, we don't get anything. Can you put a reminder? And I put up reminders everywhere. I set the reminder and they just don't go out. But some, for some reason, some reason, YouTube always recommends Austin's videos to me. And if you guys didn't catch it either, the Daily Beast picked up on Austin Steinberg and wanted to do an interview. And I don't, don't quote me, I don't know if he did. I heard that he did. I'm not sure, but either way, you got these mainstream media one um, companies wanting to talk to him. Twitter's recommending his videos. YouTube's recommending his videos. Super sketchy. So I'm telling you right now, if you follow this guy, do not try to convince me one more time. I will block you. And if you are following this guy, you are part of the problem. This is outside comms. This is not what Q is. Q warned us of people like this. You guys have been warned now. You guys have been warned. If you're with him, 
You're against their movement. That's just the way it is. Always use your discernment. Always use it. I want to clear that confusion up. And I wanted to clear up one more issue here. This thread here explaining that YQ has their title changes on their post. And I've been, I saw this too because I'm seeing little fires start to pop up saying Q is part of some, I can't say the word, but they're trying, it, it does, they don't seem trustworthy with these title changes. And I'm going to explain to you what this is in just a moment. So we have a thread here from Punisher for Q. Thread. Let me explain this, and I hope this is shared far and wide. I'm not a huge Q account, but I have followed Q since the beginning. I've been here from the start. Steinbart is not Q. He, here's some basic facts. I'm seeing a lot of people saying 8kun is an outside com. And that's what Steinbart is using as this little mental trick saying that because 8kun is not 8chan, 8kun is considered an outside com. And that's why he's justifying what he's doing. So right here. I'm seeing a lot of people saying 8kun is an outside con because the original post was on 8chan, so so many are saying it was disinformation. This is completely wrong. 8chan, the original board, was shut down. Why? The El Paso shooting. They claim the shooter posted his manifesto on 8chan. Officials said it was breeding ground for the hate, and everyone remembers this. You all remember this would happen. We were all like upset about this. We saw this manifesto. Of course, what a surprise. It was posted on 8chan before he did a shooting. And because of this... The media went on a complete onslaught, pretty much pressuring HN to its cloud servers to basically shut them down. So essentially, Q was shut down because that's where Q was posting. So let's continue. So as a result, the company that was providing these cloud-based servers for HN to operate withdrew itself, and thus the board was shut down only temporarily. So after this attack, the cloud service wanted to disassociate themselves with HN. The current owner, Jim Watkins, had to testify in front of Congress on the matter. He stood behind his platform and defended it. So after testifying, he was given authority to run the website again. So when he ran it again, they kicked it back off. They revamped the website and named it Acoon. Still the same place, just a different name because they had to change their cloud services. This isn't rocket science. Shutting down in, in August and revamping and up again in October. No outside comms is still relevant as to why the title changed. This is why. So this is what people are getting upset about. This post here, 513, the original post says Q only on 8chan. It was then changed Q only on 8chan slash Acoon platform. And people were getting up in arms about this saying this was disinformation. And for the ones out there on the podcast, there's just a screenshot of the one next to the other. So it's showing a difference in the titles. So people are getting upset saying... Q is BS. This is a PSYOP. You see what they're doing. But this is why. Next in reference to Q posting today, it was a redrop of one of these former No Outside Comms posts. Why would Q have to repost this and to specify by placing a box around that exact section? Just think logically. And when this happened, we went on a complete onslaught on Austin Steibert's Twitter. I actually unblocked him just so I can shove this in his face because he is he is trying to cause problems in this movement. So I want to remind everybody, QMAP is not the Q board. When Q makes a post to Acoon, the administrators who manage the QMAP page take the Q post and add it to the website, allowing followers to have an easy-to-use organized website with all the drops. Q said to be organized. This is what QMAP does. So when you see a title that was not given, labeled, or coordinated by Q, the administration creates the title for the drop. The administration creates it, not Q. The redrop implies nothing has changed since there is no new information to go along with this post. 
same message applies. The message has not changed, just the title changed. That is not Q. Let's get that straight. No private comms made past, present, future means Q, just Q, did not communicate to U.S. outside the board in the past, does not communicate to U.S. outside the board in the present, will not communicate to U.S. outside the board in the future. No comms made outside the platform. Again, anyone else has comms and is permitted to have comms outside the current ACUM board. And there it is. So I want to clear that up for everybody because I've been catching slack and I'm seeing an increase. And I think the reason why this is increasing is because our movement is growing. We have no way to track it how much it's grown just in the last month alone, but it's definitely grown. More and more people have, have come up to me asking me what is what is Q, where can you find the drops? I don't know how many DMs I'm getting now. It's It's every day now. And it's wonderful to see. And this is, again, this isn't about ego or anything like that. We are trying to protect this movement from people like him. So you guys, everyone's been warned now. There's no excuse for it. I wanted to clear that up. Again, this is not coming off as snobby. I just want to clear the air. That's why I wanted to make this episode today and just let everyone know what is going on. So just to tie up today's episode, I thought this was funny because this is my local paper out here where I live. And it's just quick. Hillary and Bill Clinton leave pizza for Westchester Hospital staff. <laughs> now, if I was them, maybe they don't care because they've dealt with so much stuff in their life. I couldn't imagine being these two. I wouldn't have my name associated with pizza at all. At all. But they did. On a day when St. Joseph's Medical Center in Yonkers was hit hardest in weeks, nurses, doctors, and staff received an unexpected surprise at dinner time. I got a call from security saying there were pizzas outside, and it says they're from the Clintons. <laughs> Said Lorraine Horgan, Vice President of External Affairs at St. Joseph's. I thought he was joking. Then she looked at the ripped-off receipt and read the note, Thank you for taking care of the community from Bill and Hillary Clinton. It was wild. The staff didn't believe it either. Horgan said, but they were truly honored to have pizzas from the Clintons. I wish you could see everyone's faces. It was a tough day where we saw a lot of sick people. The people at St. Joseph's chose to work here because everyone loves to provide care for people who need us, blah, blah, blah. The Clintons took care of us. It's just funny. The only way this could have been funnier is if they send it to a children's hospital. And it's not funny. It's the irony of the end situation because we really know. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't have to spell it out for you. You are all woke for the most part. So there we go. Just thought that was funny to throw in there. So with that, guys, I know it was a little bit of a longer episode today, but I wanted to clear the air, keep you guys updated on what's going on. So again, check out the uh, YouTube. Like, share, comment, like it, guys. Like, 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 like. Please, it takes a second just to like the episode. It gets the episode up in the search algorithms and gets more eyes on the episode. We are at almost 25,000 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. We were at 20 just a month ago. We are almost a quarter of the way to 100,000 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. That is fantastic. Go to my Patreon if you want to up your fandom. You can uh, be a patron for as little as a dollar a month. BitChute, backup channel, and my WokeSocieties.com webpage with all my podcasting platforms and my store, which you guys can all check out as well. And don't forget, don't forget, go to The Real Severe. Subscribe to his channel, please. Go to his channel and subscribe. He is going to be my guest on Tuesday for the live stream. So that is it for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining the podcast. And until then, stay woke. The same people that entertain y'all. These people are passing, saying y'all. The storms here for the rain.